0: Welcome back to the Derailed podcast. What?
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't even know how to how to take that.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, welcome. Oh. Welcome uh, this clusterfuck.
0: We're back, and uh, we're 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 on a little bit more of a focused topic this week because uh, for us, we just finished watching uh, Kenobi, which. All in all, it was a good series. I enjoyed it, but there were some pretty glaring faults that I did not care for.
1: Yeah, there was actually, for me personally, there was a lot to enjoy, especially the last, like, three episodes. But there's some, yeah, there's definitely some stuff, like, I need to back away from my microphone when I say this. Who the fuck can I catch a child? <laughs> I, I will never be over that from the first two episodes. I'm just saying that now.
0: Well, I mean, that continued into the third episode. Thankfully, they kind of, they toned it down a bit more once the fourth episode came around. Um, But yeah. Well, yeah, so, by that
1: point, she was caught.
0: Yeah. Uh, precursor, we're mainly going to be talking about uh, parts three through six because... Uh, if you listened to the episode from, I think, uh, two weeks back, so not last week's episode, but the week before, uh, we talked about parts one and two in that one. So, yeah. uh, this week this week we'll be mo- mainly focusing on parts three through six. And right out the gate, one of the things that I just want to say, I want to get it out there. Personally, for me, I think part four was probably the weakest out of the entire series. Uh,
1: that one was the, uh, the breakout. So they're, they rescue Leia and they're able to, to move on.
0: Yeah. Okay. Personally for me, uh, and maybe that was just compared to episode three and then episode five that followed it. I, I, I would could, I honestly think I can say that the fourth part was probably the weakest out of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like it had some cool fucking moments. Fucking huge fucking spoiler warning if you haven't watched the show yet. Uh by the time this goes up, I don't know how long it's been out, so keep that in mind. But I think honestly probably one of the coolest parts of that episode was showing like the tomb on the in the inquisitors base. Yeah. Uh
1: it's what's it? Uh what what was the line he said? It's like uh it's not a uh, it's not a fortress, it's a tomb.
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: Or something something along those lines. Uh yeah, uh it's it, it, I don't know what it is cuz obviously it's not carbonite. Uh but it looks like uh uh these people were encased in like amber. Or something yeah. like that. That's that was the look of it. I
0: mean, th- then again, that could this could just be a it could be a precursor to what carbonite ended up becoming. You know, originally carbonite was just a way to keep something in stasis, but by the time Empire Strike Backs comes along, Carbonite is now a way to suspend something and keep it alive. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe it was just a different type of carbonite and it was just being utilized in a different way. I don't know. I thought that was a really cool scene, really dope set piece. But going back to the episodes in the correct order, episode three was phenomenal. I loved that one.
1: Uh, That was the first interaction between, uh, like physical interaction between Vader and Kenobi. Yes. Yeah, that... (laughs) That was actually pretty rad, because it's just, like, fucking, like, Kenobi was very easily overpowered, uh, which was great to see, because Vader is, is a force, is meant to be a force to be reckoned with, or not to be reckoned with. Um, he's an unrelenting uh, force. He is an unrelenting force, and just fucking the... Just adding the element of like the wall of fire is always a trope.
0: Yeah, and pulling uh, him into seeing. it. That mm-hmm. I fucking loved that. Like, your suffering has only fucking begun, motherfucker. I loved that shit.
1: And just how brutal that man was. Just not even just to Kenobi, but to the people. Yeah. This town that, that he's hiding in.
0: Yeah, fucking, that was uh... That was one of the things that I fucking loved about this series was that we got, I mean, obviously we got to see it in Rogue One, but that was like, I can't even say that that was even, what, three minutes?
1: Uh, You're talking about just like right at the tail end when yeah. he goes berserk in the hallway scene, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, yeah, that's not even a that. three that minute th- scene. Yeah. But we got to see more of that just we got to see Darth Vader as a Sith lord in this series because one of my like t- <laughs> one of my biggest complaints about the original trilogy is that yeah Darth Vader's fucking cool he's fucking intimidating but we really don't get to see him be the Darth Vader that's talked about um you know throughout the galaxy
1: yeah the, like you see he's the right hand you see like it he, obviously he's like terrifying, but all of the like nothing really garters the the fear when people say like Darth Vader right now you see it, yeah, <laughs> just um... like uh tell me what I want to know all right, you're like let's choke you, let's throw you away, let's drag your body through the gravel. Love that.
0: Yeah, I I fucking loved that. I've got some notes here about episode three because I was taking notes while I was watching it. Um, I was surprised at how much screen time we got with Vader in that episode. I was actually... Sh- I mean, shit, from that episode on, we got a lot more screen time with Vader than I was expecting. Oh, 100%. And... Okay, I don't know what the reality of the situation is um i I don't know what the reality of the situation is because like there was all this fucking shit going around that like oh you know, oh, James Earl Jones didn't really come back to do the voice. It's just like it's all done by an AI and it's like I think people were either misconstruing or misunderstanding that because my understanding was more than likely that the AI was used for, like, processing. Because, uh, from what I can tell, there's no way that they can piece, there was no way that they could have pieced together all of the dialogue that Vader had in this series. There's no way.
1: No, oh, yeah, and I'm pretty sure James Earl Jones is credited as the voice of Darth Vader in this.
0: Yeah, so that, and as far as I know, he loves doing the character. That's why he consistently comes back for the, for at least cinematic things. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he's ever been the voice of Vader in a game. And I, I don't know of too many animated mediums that deal with, like, post clone wars aside from like rebels mm-hmm. but i'm almost certain he didn't do the voice for that but like the fact no, he, that he, he continued in rebels did he really
1: uh 5 episodes as vader
0: yes oh wow that's that's fucking dope actually but yeah the fact that he keeps coming the fact that he keeps coming back to do this character means that it means you know that obviously shows that the character means something to him you know but yeah, what that was that was one of the things that I absolutely loved. One thing that we only got to see once in this series, but I really felt like we should have gotten more of, was Obi-Wan hallucinating Anakin in places.
1: Yes, a hundred percent.
0: Like they Cause... only did it that one time where like he thinks he sees him like looking over a cliff or something.
1: Yeah, in episode three that that was before. Uh, that was before they got picked up by the uh, the I don't know what to call him other than the Mole Man.
0: Yeah, yeah, fucking traitorous ass Mole Man. Yeah, I was gonna say like, what a fucking narc, right? Yeah, seriously. But at the same hey, time, I it's want like
1: to, I want to bring him to you guys because I think there's something up. Yeah, It's but... like wow, you were so good until that point. Fuck you, man. I
0: know. But, like, the thing about, like, I, I'm just really confused as to why they only used that once. You know what I mean? Like, mm. they could, like, and maybe it's because he did end up actually seeing him later on in that episode. But, it, yeah, I I thought it was really cool for him to actually be, like, seeing, essentially, a ghost. Because, you know, as far as as far as far we're concerned, at this point in time, Anakin Skywalker is fucking dead. There mm-hmm. is no more Anakin Skywalker, there is only Darth Vader. So, the fact that Obi-Wan was literally seeing a ghost, I thought that was cool. And the fact that we only got to see it once, I really feel like was a missed opportunity. They could have expanded upon that so much more.
1: Yeah, they really could have, but I'm glad with what we did get, I'm glad we got it in some capacity, but yeah, yeah we definitely could have gotten more.
0: Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, you know, it was the, it was the one time that they showed, yeah, he is obviously being haunted by a ghost of his past. Mm. Um, You know, the other things that I really enjoyed about this episode was like showing like showing the imp- the empire's influence spreading throughout the galaxy and at the same time getting to see the seeds of the rebellion starting up.
1: Yeah. Um uh, all all the the smugglers and even the mention uh I, th- I think it was earlier. I think it was like first or second episode. Uh but even the the earlier uh mention of oh who cares it's at the outer rim. mm
2: mm-hmm. Mhm.
1: Or, or even this is the outer rim. There's not much influence here.
0: Exactly.
1: It's like, oh, but anything within the spectrum other than the outer rim, they have a hold of.
0: Yeah. Holy shit. That was that was insane. Mm-hmm. Like, and and kind of going to like Mole Man. Th- like his character really shows. The fear and the control that the Empire had of the galaxy. Because, I mean, yeah, if you, yeah, it was a shitty thing for him to do. But in reality, he was probably just thinking of himself and his potential family that he has. You know what I mean? If he took, well, you know, if he was, you know, if he brought these people to wherever, you know, to where they wanted to go and they slipped away from the Empire, he would be at fault. He would be held accountable for that. And he doesn't want to risk his family's safety for that. I can completely understand that. It, it shows what a world like that can do to seemingly good people.
1: I I feel like in Mole Man's situation, like, it's less of oh if I don't do what they say they're gonna they're gonna hurt me or hurt my family, and more of a like like kind of how it was showcased. It's like a oh yeah Greg over there he's uh, he's a good guy you know just kind of you know it hits it hits the sauce a little too often if you catch my drift. Uh, but you know oh uh, Jeffrey over there he's uh, is he, he really Wisconsin? likes fly fishing. <laughs> I I don't know it's just kind of it's just kind of the go-to accent that I go for I, I'm sorry but you know just like oh yeah they're just generally misunderstood guys they're you know they're not bad people just uh you know ah who cares about a little law and order there sort of sort of things and he even says as much in yeah. the episode it's just like uh ah, what's what's a little law and order gonna gonna hurt it, it, honestly we could use it so p- plus there's nobody around so it's not it's not used as like a facade mm-hmm. where it's just like, oh yeah, I only said that just because like they were close by and you know, all that like no, he I feel like he genuinely believes it. It's just kinda like uh you know, like, hey, we got a good thing going. Looks like these guys might fuck it up. Here you go. Plus, like the these guys are good guys. They're just like Yeah, they're just they're just stormtroopers. Right. I play poker with them every Thursday. Or <laughs> it's like, yo, if if somebody like if somebody's gonna come in my home and like and like squat down like they're gonna shit on my bed, like of course or my buddy's bed, of course I'm gonna be like, hey, uh, yeah, can, can we get can we get, can we get somebody in here? Can like someone you? get him the fuck out of here? No, it's it's smear. No, it's in the comforter. Come on.
0: <laughs> so, oh, not my pillow. <laughs> But, but
1: but yeah. It's like of course you're you're gonna be like, oh come on, dude like really, really you gotta fuck something up. Come on, dude. Yeah. And just like, yeah, deal with it.
2: Oh um,
1: uh,
0: but but yeah, so like I do believe that he believes it. And shit, we'll never fucking know. We'll probably never see that character again. <laughs>
1: i trying a jet. I get Shrek.
0: Oh my fucking god! But yeah, so that was one of the things that I really thought was interesting about that episode. Now, one of the things that drove me crazy about this episode, other than the fact that, hold on, let me get back here. Hold on. Holding on. Nobody can catch this fucking child. <laughs>
1: To, to be fair,
0: though, this time she had a head start. True. But uh, getting to the point that I was going to make, the thing that drove me absolutely banana sandwich about this episode <laughs> was uh, the... I, I'm i not a fan of deus ex machinas in general. I, like, it's not a trope that I really care for. But the constant Deus Exing with the third sister was driving me up a fucking wall. You know? Like, she couldn't fucking sense anything. There was nothing to fucking sense. And yet, oh, she somehow. She fucking just happens to fucking find the secret cave that they dipped down. Like, I'm sorry. Force sensitive or not, with as blinded by rage and ambition as she was, she would have never noticed that in a million years.
1: Yeah, like she she definitely rolled a natural 20 on not an uh, not a uh investigation. Uh, an investigation investigation check. God, my English is all fucked today. Um not an investigation check, more a perception check, because the investigation assumes you're looking at every nook and cranny and she just kind of beelines for it.
0: Yeah. She, like, she fucking rolled a nat 20 perception with a modifier of 10. Like.
1: Which you you can actually get a maximum of 13 if you have uh, expertise. (laughs) But, like. So, so yeah. (laughs) Like, even going to D&D terms, realistic.
0: Well, I mean, that's fucking D&D, though. This is Star Wars. (laughs) You know, like. I don't know, it just seemed very, like, very deus ex. You know? Especially because it was a building that had already been scoped out. Like, it was thoroughly checked by stormtroopers. Yet, you just had the inkling, oh yeah, I need to go into this building. Fuck you. Fuck you. I I just... Yeah, the Deus Exing drove me up a fucking wall. It actually drove me insane. And also, how the fuck did she get to the pilot before Leia?
1: Oh uh, yeah, if it's a if it's just a singular tunnel.
0: Yeah, like... if, if it is a singular tunnel, how did you get to the pilot before Leia and not walk right past Leia? Like force invisibility? Uh, uh, I don't know. Look, even in, with the sequel trilogy now existing, I don't even think that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> they like, should
1: lightning out of their hands. I think, I think invisibility is plausible.
0: I feel like invisibility would be more of a Jedi ability, though, not a Sith ability.
1: Uh, altering the mind, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah,
0: well, and Sith abilities are more about, like, the way that I've always understood it based on the various games that I've played is you have your basic force powers, you know, push, pull, all that kind of crap. Mm. And then you have your powers that are specifically, you know, Jedi or Sith related. You know, in the games, typically things like uh, protection, healing, um, you know, defensive things essentially all tend to be jedi related powers. And then when you look at the sith side of things, you've got choke, lightning, and stuff like that. Those all seem to be more offensive. So I feel like the invisibility thing, that would definitely be more of a jedi ability than any than a sith.
1: Honestly, the wording of it could go either direction because like if you phrase it in the context of uh deceiving because power uh, power and deception is a big thing with the sith mm-hmm. so you are deceiving a a person's perception in that context or in that phrasing it could definitely be used as a sith ab- uh ability mm-hmm. but uh if it is if it's like in the context of uh uh protecting oneself from uh from a perceived enemy or something like that, then it could be uh kind of shown as a Sith or as a uh, a Jedi ability, hmm. uh, but also isn't it kind of fu- like I'm pretty sure we've had this conversation at some point, maybe not on the podcast, but I do believe we have. Like, isn't it kind of fucked that the Jedi are the ones who are like the 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 mind fuckery? Like, you're gonna tell me what I want to know, or you're gonna forget this ever happened?
0: Yeah, that or, you does know, playing seem, tricks on the senses. That does and, seem and shit? to be more of something that the Sith would utilize. You're right. Like it's super fucky because it's just like, you know,
1: like, oh, just be, beca- just because they're not breaking fingers doesn't mean that you know interrogation tactics. Where You're you fucking
0: like, with someone's mind.
1: <laughs> exactly, that's shady. It, it it's, it's kind of one of those things where, uh, doing bad things for the right reason just uh justifies it. You know, the ends justify the means. Yep. Uh. But it's like, doing bad things for a good reason, like, is that is that still okay? Well, I mean, that's the Jedi whole that...
0: MO. You're not wrong. I mean... <laughs> Especially when it gets to politics. Look, during times of peace, children were voluntarily taken into the Jedi Order. Their parents would be approached by a scout, or I don't remember what the proper term... A seeker, I think... I don't remember what the proper term is. But they would be sought out. They would, you know, talk to the parents. And if the parents told them to fuck off, they would fuck off. But if the parents wanted their child to become a Jedi, they would send their child with them. But during times of, like, the Sith War... You know, during the wars with the Sith and whatnot, children were forcibly taken from their parents even to become Jedi. The Sith weren't the only ones kidnapping children.
1: Uh, yeah, fair.
0: Arguably, the a- Jedi did it first!
1: <laughs> hey, uh... Your, your kid's looking pretty good there. You Wouldn't mind if I uh, borrow them <laughs> for a little bit?
0: Get Just the like fuck the out third. of my... You either rephrase that right now, or you get the fuck out of my house. I mean, is that Sith or Jedi? <laughs> like...
1: I mean, the answer is yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like yeah, sure. It, what one phrasing of, of it could be? Oh, I see your your child is is force sensitive. We uh we'd like to we'd like to train them up, and you know, make sure that that if they're going to use it later on in life, you know, they have they have the the proper training. They have uh they they know how to. Uh, how to utilize like the, the force safe and safely and, and all of that it's almost like kind of kinda like uh like gun safety for example
0: essentially uh
1: yeah pretty much uh blaster safety but um <laughs> but yeah
0: like you had to fucking make it an in universe term <laughs>
1: it, yeah uh because no
0: <laughs> it seems like everyone
1: everyone Has a blaster and like knows how to use it, but (laughs) but like it's so it's so fucky. (laughs) But um, but yeah, it's it's like yes, you're right. Phrasing goes a a long way, but it's like tell me I'm wrong. Oh no, I'm not. Especially (laughs) like you said, especially like you said. Oh, times of war, we (laughs) just puts a blaster up to somebody's head. Give me the child.
0: I mean, it wouldn't even be a blaster. It'd just be, give me your fucking kid.
1: <laughs> I have the force. I know how to
0: use it. Give me the child. <laughs> Fuck. Jedi Order, I open up. <laughs> 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 I really hope the slamming got picked up. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) Where the fuck? Oh, right. How the fuck did this bitch get to the end of the tunnel before Leia (laughs) and not see her? Like that was invisibility. Oh god, but yeah, like that—that drove me absolutely insane. Was just. was just third sister constantly just like like fuck i think third sister had more plot armor than anybody else in this show
1: that kind of feels that way it's like fucking two new force abilities for the sith one is called screen time the other is called rewrites no fucking shit like (laughs) good lord and I mean, which honestly, with with a uh, third sister or Reva's like her entire arc throughout the series, I can't really complain unless it's about the force parkour. Then I will complain yeah. to no one's end.
0: No, her to no end. Her arc definitely improved throughout the series. I I will say that. But that was one of the other things that kind of bothered me about third sister kind of moving into episode four was Vader should have fucking killed her right then and there. Like I'm sorry, Darth Vader of all people fell for the fucking I let them get away. Like are you fucking kidding me right now?
1: I think uh, I think the thing that's that uh that spared her outside of I put a tracker on a <laughs> Uh, was through everything that they were going through. Like there were a couple of times where she showed some deception that he picked up on Mm -hmm. in that there was no deception because yes, she did fuck with Lola, right? Yeah. The droid. Yeah. She did fuck with it. So it's just like,
0: so, but that, but that also well, my... brings in another issue for me because you were expecting them to get away.
1: Well, you got to put on a show. I mean, like that's the whole Sith way.
0: Obviously, it's all about fucking theatrics.
1: <laughs> yes, they have uh, the Sith have a penchant for it.
0: But like... yeah, like that really bothered me. Was it's just like okay, so okay, I understand that there's like contingencies and stuff like that. But, at the same time, it's like a contingency are for people who feel like failure is a very viable thing and when she when she put the tracker on Lola, she didn't even know Kenobi was in the base yet fair, you know what I mean, so it's like you're you're creating a contingency for a situation that May never arise with you being so certain of yourself, if you're so certain that you're doing this right, you've got ever you've got this all fucking planned out, why would you need a contingency since you're the smartest motherfucker in the world here? You know what I mean? it's just it's weird to me. I know it sounds like I I know the way I'm talking right now sounds like I didn't enjoy the series I did (laughs) it's just there are some glaring issues that I had a problem with
1: (laughs) yeah like oh my god one one point of contention that I have with the Star Wars series as you know just Star Wars as a whole stop putting your communication devices on speakerphone (laughs) dude. Uh, 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 that gives you away uh, uh, so quick like (laughs) so quick like it's a fucking stormtroopers like you got the helmets on. like they can barely hear each other it's just like the tiniest noise did you hear that let's
2: check it
0: out that was another thing that i found really weird about this episode was are all of the imperial officers just fucking idiots Like these are supposed to be people who are more elite than your common stormtrooper, and yet they're all fucking idiots.
2: Mm.
0: Like, first, all I all I can say is that the Empire really needed to work on its security measures. I really think things would have gotten a lot, but be- gone a lot better for the Empire if they'd have just invested a little more credits into their security. <laughs> well, I mean, like
1: like if you if you look at it, like everything it, like power is measured by intimidation. So if you can out-intimidate like one of their security, of course they're going to be like yes ma'am, no ma'am. Please uh, please don't uh, please don't put that back there, ma'am.
0: Please don't have me court-martialed. <laughs> yeah. It's just like two fingers please no more the firing squad is right there please don't blow this for me <laughs> dude i'm like i'm
1: like two days from retirement
0: please <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah so it's just like uh like it it's frust a little bit frustrating but honestly not surprising yeah that it's just like Okay. You're going to question me? Really? All right. Let me let me go ahead and and like pull some uh, pull some shit out of my ass. It's just like, I know where your family is. It's just like, okay, yeah. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. No eye contact. I'm sorry.
0: Well, it's like the whole thing that I thought was funny is it's just like, oh, you're not stationed here. You're not supposed to be here. Bitch, I can pull rank on you anytime I want. Like <laughs>
1: Yeah, like you're not from this. Isn't your sector? And then, like that whole exchange.
0: <laughs> I outrank you. Kiss my puss, and then gains entry.
1: But then another shit fuck who is under the security, presumably, is just like, "Hey, that's 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 not your seat."
0: Yeah. Can,
1: can you can you get out of my seat? I'm going to tell the teacher. He's <laughs> like, all right, all right, all right, come here. Come I'm going to tell Darth Vader then... on you. <laughs> and then he gets choked out, and it's just like, well, it
0: shouldn't have been an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things that I did find a little confusing about the fourth episode, and I could be wrong about this. I could be misremembering things wrong wasn't their land a lot closer to the inquisitor's base in fallen order oh then again that base did get destroyed didn't it did it get destroyed
1: uh yes like for sure
0: okay so they so there it was a new base I guess which th-
1: or like how how many how many uh stations would they have? Because I would assume that they would have at least a handful.
0: The Inquisitors? Yeah. Well, the one that they had in this movie made... Or movie... Series made (laughs) sense. Because, um... It was within the Mustafar system. Which... That's one of the things that has endlessly fucking confused me about Star Wars. Is... There are... Systems of planets... And then there are planets within those systems, but sometimes there's a planet within that system that the system is named for. So, like, we have Mustafar, which is, you know, where Vader's castle is, and it's where he fucking became Darth Vader, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And then within the Mustafar system is where where the Inquisitor's base was. I actually really liked that. That was a nice touch. It's like, I want these motherfuckers close to me, but they ain't going to be on the same planet.
1: Yeah, didn't they say it was like a a water moon or something like that? Yeah, it was. Like, it wasn't fully a planet.
0: Yeah, it was something like that.
1: Yeah, so, um, so yeah, like, maybe the system is named after the largest planet or the most significant planet within that system. Uh, I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, it's a little weird.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um... I'm not really questioning it. But, yeah. You gotta have some suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Uh, with Star Wars in general. Yeah, no shit.
0: Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, episode three, just to kind of finish up talking about that one. Um... I did enjoy it. I I wasn't expecting us to get a confrontation between Vader and Kenobi so soon in the series. I really wasn't yeah. expecting that.
1: Yeah, I figured it would be reserved for like the last two episodes. Which yeah, the grand finale was definitely part of that. But
0: oh yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things that really confused me though was why did Vader let him get away? You know what I mean? Like, it was one lady and a loader droid against Darth Vader and a squad of stormtroopers. Why did he let Kenobi... Like, why did he let them get away? At that point, because... he's no better than the third sister.
1: Yeah, but, like, I I don't know. it. It might be motivations changing. Maybe. Because... Because didn't he even say, like, uh, like suffer as I've suffered or something along those lines, and he's just, like, fucking with him?
0: Maybe. But at the same time, it's like, he, you know, he hears about Kenobi, he finds about his whereabouts, and then he's right fucking there. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. I understand, like, yeah, he definitely wanted to torture him. Well, then why let him get away so you can't torture him anymore?
2: I don't know. But then again, I
0: think... I I, I am... I guess I am forgetting that there was kind of like a whole subplot of uh, them discovering... Of, you know, the Empire discovering this network that the Jedi have been using to travel throughout the galaxy and hide themselves... Mm -hmm. So maybe it was something about exposing that as well, and it's like, well, wherever he goes, he's just going to show us where the next location is. So maybe it had something to do with that, now that I'm, you know, not coming fresh off the episode.
1: I just... Yeah, it it could be. It just struck me really
0: weird. That was all, really.
1: I'm I'm reading the synopsis, and, like, the only thing is... um... Is like the last little bit of it. Uh, confronted by Vader, overpowers Kenobi with Force Choke and burns him, leaving him in pain. Tala provides a distraction to save Kenobi, but Leia is captured by Reva. Right. So, yeah. It could be a whole host of things. It's just like... Because um, I'm, I'm pretty sure he, he would have had to have been carried by the droid. Yeah, he was. Because I feel like... Yeah, because Kenobi would be like too much for, for only Tala to deal with as quickly as they did. Right. So it's just like, all right, all right pick him up, sprint, it, like kind of a, 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 oh, fuck. Why am I, why am I blanking on the name? Interstellar. Hmm. Which, like, you, you remember when they're like on on the water planet, the the big wave is coming in and. Uh, the robot just runs over, fucking picks up, uh, I think it was Anne Hathaway's character, it just, like, sprints yes. back. Yes, It, it might have been a situation like that where it's just like, alright, get him, let's go! And then it was like, by the time everything had died down and, like, was able to get, like, a, a view of the whole thing, it's just
0: like, uh, we'll get to him in a minute. Yeah, it was. Ju- it was just, in the moment, it seemed really weird for me, like, You've got this motherfucker. Like, you've got him in your fucking clutches. And you're gonna get distracted by one blaster and let him get away? Like, it just... In the moment, it seemed really weird to me. Um, Yeah. But yeah, moving on to... I mean, shit, we covered pretty much everything there is to cover about uh, episode four. Uh, But yeah, episode four was... It wasn't a bad episode. It was just... Yeah, I really can't put my finger on what made it so lackluster for me. It was it was very strange.
1: It didn't really progress a plot.
0: Maybe, maybe that's what it was, is that really things didn't move until... Like, things were moving at the beginning, they come to a dead halt, and then at the end they start moving again. So maybe that's what it is. Um, but the fifth episode, holy fucking shit, we (laughs) got, we got some fucking, we got some answers and we got some fucking fan service.
1: Fucking bringing Hayden Christensen back, like, in the old Anakin garb during uh, a a sparring session was honestly one of my, one of my highlights from... From this series and
0: I'm actually really happy that they decided not to use some kind of technology to de age him because I feel like it probably wouldn't have looked right
2: no it would it, it, have.
0: it probably would have looked too uncanny considering because you know Hayden Christensen really doesn't look that old like he's he looks really good for his age
1: couple wrinkles at most but yeah I mean who doesn't get who doesn't get that old later in life
0: I, I, exactly so you know, when it comes to that, like I did not have a problem with that at all. Like what I thought was really cool about this episode was we got to see all three stages of Anakin's life in uh, of Anakin's life as a jedi slash Sith in this episode all three we got to see Vader, right. We got to see. Anakin, you know, uh, you know, in his like episode 2 style. And then we mm. saw Vader pre-suit. Because remember uh, he wa- gotcha. he was dubbed Darth Vader before the suit came into play. Yeah. So like the fact that we got to see all three versions of adult uh, you know, of adult Anakin I thought that was super fucking cool.
1: Also, I I know it's like it, it's a tried and true trope. Uh god, try saying that three times fast. Uh but like I I love how uh just going back to to episode 4 just real oh, yeah. quick because it it's something that I completely forgot about until just a moment ago. Um the the juxtaposition like the um like the the stitching back and forth of Kenobi in uh, the healing apparatus, uh, and Anakin or Vader outside of the suit in his apparatus. That was awesome. Was just like it, it's yeah. It was just like a connection there that I didn't think I needed, considering their history. But it does is pretty
2: rad. Yeah,
0: that was that was fucking cool. That was really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, like, and, you know, our questions from the first, one of our questions from the, or theories from the first episode, or not the first episode, but, you know, from our episode a couple of weeks ago was confirmed in this episode. Reva, aka, also known as Third Sister, was in fact the little girl at the beginning of the series. Mm hmm. And, the fact that she had a direct confrontation with Anakin and that also actually, no, that answers a bunch of stuff. How did she know that Anakin was Darth Vader? Well, he tried to fucking kill her.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, and then get, getting brought in on, on the, you know, the inquisitor project, you know, being brought in on the project. Um, by the dude who like made an attempt on your life it's like yeah no that
0: that'd be uh
1: yeah that would stick in the brain
0: see based on you know what she ends up revealing about herself i i feel like maybe she wasn't picked up by the inquisitors i think she potentially sought them out
1: with what's revealed later on yeah yeah because I, you have think... to rem-
0: because one of the things that we have to remember about the inquisitors is The Inquisitors are former Jedi that were tortured into turning to the dark side. Mm -hmm. She didn't seem that tortured. And like we pointed out in the last, in uh, a couple of weeks ago, she didn't have the yellow eyes like the other Inquisitors did. Right. So she wasn't fully turned.
1: Yeah, she didn't fully give in to the dark side.
0: You know, and we we get answers for all of this stuff in the fifth episode, which, holy fucking shit. Honest, I loved the fifth episode. It was great. Mm. Like, you know, the, you know, all of the reveals, a lot of the questions getting answered, but also fucking Chad Kenobi- using this motherfucker's emotions to manipulate her into essentially letting them get away fucking genius it literally it goes yeah. it goes back to what we were talking about a little while ago of ends justify the means you know, he was never planning on helping her take down Vader. He used that as a ploy to get away. You know, as Vader says, he was wise to use you against me. Like that was fucking I I absolutely loved that. And the fact that we got to see Vader pull a fucking star killer and throw his lightsaber, I lost my shit. I lost my <laughs> fucking shit, dude. Yeah. When he fucking did that, I was like, "Oh, he fucking threw a saber." <laughs> <laughs> like uh, that was out- so cool.
1: Outside of like one or two very peculiar maneuvers with that fight between Vader and Reva, uh that that fight was was super rad. Oh
0: yeah. But what Uh, I can't help but point out one thing with that fight, and that's mm. uh, so we're all just going to. So basically what what Disney did with, you know, with how that scene turned out was Disney called Qui-Gon Jinn a bitch because clearly you can survive getting stabbed by a lightsaber.
1: Yeah, and that was pretty pretty center through the chest. Like I'm pretty sure that he stabbed that her a, a with two work.
0: of them, and she survived that. Once again, the fucking Deus Exing driving me up a fucking wall. Granted, it paid off in the end, but it still drove me up a wall. Cause I'm, cause literally, as I'm sitting there watching that scene, I'm like, wait a minute, she's really gonna fucking survive this. She's really going to survive this. You know for a fact he had to have hit some kind of vital organ. Yet Qui-Gon couldn't survive getting stabbed by a single lightsaber?
1: I think their way of justifying that was actually said in that same scene. Was it? Mm Mm-hmm. When the original Grand Grand Inquisitor, who was stabbed by Reva in episode 2, comes back he himself says the revenge uh mhm um, uh yeah revenge like it's, uh, i forget the exact wording that he used but um essentially revenge the thought of revenge kept him alive yeah so i think that was like exactly for this reason of how wait how did she come back from that later on that's probably why
0: that makes you know
1: revenge on vader
0: which is why she went for luke right and that makes sense which i think is hilarious because luke didn't even know that his children survived because remember he doesn't he doesn't actually learn who luke and leia are until palpatine fucking spells it out for him he's like I'm pretty sure these kids are the children of Anakin Skywalker.
1: Yeah. Also, by the way, instead of uh instead of Vader, you said Luke. Oh, did I? Whoops. I saw that.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh but no, I got I got what you mean. But meant. yeah, so it's um, like
0: you're trying to use something against him that he's not even aware of. It's
1: not that she was using it against him. It is okay, this dude like this dude had kids they out there and like that's like you can kind of you can kind of deduce like okay well there's there's some connections i know who anakin skywalker is you know like you can kind of figure some stuff out oh general organa leia how to get to kenobi there's a connection there right like it's not a difficult leap to go oh maybe um but it's like somehow got the information that like um that like Luke is Vader's kid right uh and using that as revenge it's not even a, i'm going to use this against him it's uh i'm going to get revenge in the only way that i know how at the moment and that is av- avenging my <sighs> avenging my order yeah, basically. Um, but avenging my order by essentially like severing the the Skywalker line. Okay. With Luke, I could see it being that way. I mean, she, in a way, kind of spells that out in the next episode. Anyways,
0: I'm going to avenge these dead children by killing a child. Which
1: is why she couldn't do
0: it. <laughs> oh man (laughs) it's just when you put it like that it's like wow i was fucked up for a minute there. (laughs) i mean yeah oh man but yeah episode five i i loved it there was so many cool things about it um yeah it was god it was really and honestly you know the character did get a bit of did get redemption by the end, but oh my fucking god, it was so satisfying to see her get taken down a peg by Vader. It was yeah. so nice cuz like this character has been driving me insane through the whole series cuz her arc really didn't start to develop until that episode.
1: Yeah, it's like now now that we have now that we have context, now we we understand retroactively like where she was coming from, where she's going. Yeah,
0: now now that we have the now that the character's motives were clear and and I know that sounds fucking stupid. It's like I want everything it sounds like I want everything to be spelled out for me, you know, fucking spoon-fed to me. No, I just want fucking context because without context, this character just seems pointlessly fucking edgy to me. Yeah. Like, that's all, like, for the, throughout the first four episodes, four and a half, fucking, this character just seemed like an unnecessary edgelord to me. But now that this character actually has some context and, you know, fucking justification, I, I don't even know if that's the right fucking word to use, motivation, more or less, you know, now that we have those things in place... Now I can sit here and be like, "Wow, this is actually a good character." But it was still satisfying as shit to watch her get her shit tossed around by Vader. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the once we get the context, it's like, oh, okay. Looking back, that makes sense. I still which, don't feel which... bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> also, moving on to episode mm. uh, six, it like like i get i get she's damaged uh which is why it, it was like a bit of a struggle but like i i love how owen and baru get like they they just fuck up her shit for a little bit
0: bro i c- well cuz that was okay so that was one of the things that we were talking about before the podcast uh w- you know one of the things that like kind of, you know, didn't... One of the things that kind of made me feel weird about this whole series in general is how many characters from the original trilogy got involved. Because when it comes to those characters, there's not really any real stakes involved. I, you know, and, and, you know, Fish kind of put me in my place about it before we started recording, and he's like, well, you could kind of say the same thing about Rogue One. You know all of these characters are going to die, but... You know, it's about the journey to get there. And it still just kind of bothered me that there was like, there were no real stakes involved. Because I'm just sitting here, you know, watching Leia, who, you know, nobody can catch this fucking child. And the reason nobody can catch this fucking child is because she's wearing a diamond-clad suit of plot armor. (laughs) <laughs> you know like and the same thing goes for luke you know it it took a lot of the suspension out of tense moments for me you know the whole scene where she's maybe about to fucking kill luke like there was absolutely no tension in that scene for me because i know that luke doesn't die there i know that she doesn't do it you know mm. and you know the the tension for me in that scene was okay. Who's going to intervene? Am I going to get to see my boy Cal Kestis? Which, disappointingly, no. I yeah, I I'm really so
1: fucking sad. I
0: really thought he was going to show up in that scene. I really did. Because I didn't think he
1: was going to show up in that scene, but I was hoping for e- just even a, the
0: smallest cameo. Even just a mention of him would have been nice.
1: Which a perfect example would have been in episodes three and four when they were directly or and five or yeah, three and five uh when they were like dealing with all of the people trying to escape and especially in three with the safe house. That would have been an awesome tie in. It's like uh uh Cal Kestis. That's a that's a name that sounds familiar, but I don't remember why. Mm hmm. Like, and that could be a, that could be something from Kenobi or, or is, or even from, uh, Tala. It's just like, uh, you know, who is this? Oh, Cal Kestis. He was, uh, he was a Jedi that, that passed through here like a year or two ago, uh, like helped the people out, uh, out here. And we were able to get him out.
0: Yeah. And, uh, that is actually one of the things that, uh, oddly enough, I don't know why the name Tala triggered this for me. There was plenty of room to be able to make mention of him or even or just allude to the events of fallen order because 5 years prior this jedi just fucking comes out of nowhere and manages to turn one of our inquisitors away from the dark side
1: and get the other one killed
0: yeah because so like, he
1: dealt with the Ninth Sister directly.
0: Yeah, so it's like, why is there no mention of this guy who soloed two Inquisitors? <laughs> and, and, at the time this... got
1: away from Vader. Yeah,
0: and at the time of this series, it's still out there! Mm-hmm. Like... Ah, so many missed opportunities for mentions of him. But maybe the reason they didn't do that is because the sequel to Fallen Order is in in the works. So I I think it's probably safe to assume that uh I think it's probably safe to assume that the neck that the Fallen Order sequel I can't remember what it's called at this point for some reason I think uh, it's like I'm is it, up it right right now. survival. <laughs>
1: Oh, like Jedi
0: Survivor, I think.
1: Survivor, I think, yeah.
0: I'm looking it up. Uh, uh, Jedi Survivor. Jedi. Yeah. Okay, so in Jedi Survivor, it is. I think it's probably safe to assume that Jedi Survivor, while taking place in the same year as Kenobi, more than likely takes place after the events of Kenobi. Or at the same... No, can't be at... Uh No, I would say that it probably takes place at after Kenobi because it from the trailers what I've seen Cal is going to come face to face with the Grand Inquisitor.
1: Yeah. He he was a a uh, a prominent figure in the in the trailer. Yeah.
0: So obviously at this point in time the Grand Inquisitor was pretending to be... During Kenobi, Grand Inquisitor was pretending to be dead. And yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff get going on with the, with the new expanded universe because they're bringing all of these characters into different mediums and they're placing them in different points in time but they're also using characters who already have set deaths. Like, is Cal going to die in Jedi Survivor? Because game takes place in five BBY. Grand Incri- Grand Inquisitor doesn't die until four BBY at the hands of uh, God. We just talked about him in the last fucking Star Wars episode. Uh, <laughs> Kanan Jarrus or whatever. Oh yeah, in uh uh. Was it Clone Wars or Rebels? Rebels. Can- Jarrus That's his name. Canon. Well, I don't fucking know how to pronounce Star Wars names, all right? <laughs> well, you,
1: you can say his death was canon.
0: All right, this has been the Derailed Podcast. See you guys next week. <laughs> uh. Um. Uh, but yeah, so like, we know who that character is going to die at the hands of. Which is, you know, which is how a lot of us knew that his death in the second episode of Kenobi was a gigantic red herring. Unless you're like me, who hasn't seen Rebels. Right. Well, I mean, shit, fucking... I haven't seen Rebels either, but fuck. When that, you know, those first two episodes came out, that was one of the things that people could not stop talking about was the fact that um grand inquisitor wasn't killed by this person he was killed by you know such and such in rebels and it's like how are they gonna did they really just retcon that and it's like no i don't think they did (laughs) and i was right they didn't but also i don't know who plays him the guy that they got to play grand inquisitor is fucking fantastic Uh Rupert Friend. I have no idea who that is, but he is amazing.
1: Uh I'm looking at his filmography right now. What is Oh. Uh he was in The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Fucking excellent movie. You will cry. Oh, I've seen Um. it. (laughs) Um Oh, he's also Agent forty
0: seven in the Hitman movie. Yes. The 2015 one, specifically Which, titled Agent 47.
1: Yes. I have not seen that one, but I've heard... I've heard things. <laughs> Don't remember if they're good or bad, but I've heard is things. That a, is that an Uva uh, Bold
0: movie? No, it's oh, not.
1: Uwe uh, Boll? No. It is not I, one of these. i going to be honest. I despise that man. He
0: He has a really bad... Uh he has a bad philosophy like, when it comes to when he when it comes to his approach with filmmaking.
1: There's that, and he he completely destroys any and any and all aspects of the source material when it comes to his video game adaptation.
0: Which is pretty much all he's done. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you've been given so many chances and you fuck it up every time. Anyway, it's yeah. <laughs>
1: But the only the only hitman movie that I've seen is the Timothy Oliphant one, which uh, I I love that man. I love
0: Justified. I that movie is re- Timothy Oliphant is just a great actor.
1: Seriously, I I really wish he had like because like with the Justified TV show that was huge. I rem- I remember watching it. I remember talking to a bunch of people about it. Uh, it was great. Although unfortunately, not many people that I know now remember it, which makes me really sad. Mm. But and like uh Timothy Oliphant isn't getting like some some huge roles anymore. Whereas, although I'm I'm very happy about it, Walton Goggins is getting some maybe not massive roles, but roles in massive film and TV. I mean, he was a secondary antagonist in Ant-Man and the Wasp, if you remember
0: that. Oh, that's right, he was. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's also the voice he's also the voice of one of my favorite companions from Fallout 4. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that's right. Um But yeah. But yeah. So love the guy who plays the Grand Inquisitor. He's fucking phenomenal okay folks here we are again it's fucking announcement time it's merciful this week though Uh, i really don't have that much to report so we'll be back into the episode in a gif the shorts have officially started dropping on youtube and they are in my humble opinion really fucking great i know i edited them and put them together but i find them highly entertaining and they're a great watch so head over to the youtube channel to go check those out right now and as for stream for initiative nothing else to report still except for that scheduled change Uh, bi-weekly Sundays and Fridays, in that order, fishes in the Sunday episodes. See, what did I tell you? Done with those fucking announcements like ripping off a band-aid. All right, back into the episode. Okay, so the finale of this show, obviously they gotta finish strong. And finish strong they did. (laughs) I I, I think... uh, I think I can speak for. I mean, I obviously shouldn't, but I think I can speak for a lot of the Star Wars community when I say that they finished strong with the sixth episode. Yeah,
1: Kenobi and Vader definitely finished
0: all over each other. <laughs> oh, one of the big talking points about that episode, obviously, is we got. This is completely bypassed. I've, I don't know what. What am I supposed to say? <laughs> What's worth acknowledging? <laughs> i'm sorry i'm such a dick (laughs) what's worth acknowledging (laughs) um you're not (laughs) wrong uh so we got to see them fucking duke it out and one of the first big talking points that i want to bring up because we did bring it up a couple of weeks ago the battle does not take place on Tatooine, which I am very happy with because a lot of the promotional art was insinuating that. Yeah. Now, I don't... It doesn't make sense as to where... I mean, obviously it was just a nearby system, but the location was very confusing to me because it's like... Was this place built specifically for Jedi and Sith to duke it out? Like, was this once like a battleground during the Sith Wars? I
1: mean, that that would be a a really neat retcon.
0: I mean, it would. Like, you know, but yeah, the location, I'm just I'm very happy that it wasn't Tatooine because it if it took place on Tatooine, that would mean that Obviously, A, Vader just knew where Kenobi was all these years and just decided not to pursue him.
1: Which goes against everything that we've seen in the series so far. Exactly.
0: And B, it would also insinuate that, shit, Vader might know about Luke at this point. You know? So. (laughs) Which would go against. Everything that follows. Uh, I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, everything Everything that's been put out since Empire? Yeah.
0: So, I- I'm really glad that they decided not to do it on Tatooine. I'm actually very happy that we got to see a number of different locations throughout this show. You know, I, I think I said this in the episode a couple of weeks ago. I love that we got to see Alderaan not blown to smithereens. Like... Yeah, I thought that was really cool because it's always one of the it's always been one of those places where we've only gotten hints of it. Like we know that's where Leia came from and or well grew up, I should say. And we know that, um, you know, and we know that Senator Organa and all of them are there, you know, that's where they're from. And it gets fucking blown to hell in A New Hope. So the mm-hmm. fact that we actually get to see this planet and spend some time there which and I'm pretty sure I said this in the other episode it, it 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 now it fills in a lot of the context of honestly just this show in general filled in a lot of the context of you know you know aside from a new hope Leia really never acted like a damsel in distress Like she, Leia was never that type of character. She was a take charge, she was a take charge and fucking kick your ass type of character. She wasn't princess. She, she wasn't Princess Peach. She was Princess Zelda. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, and if she couldn't get out and kick your ass, she she. W- oh God. I I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to how to phrase this well. Uh she she would definitely give you a tongue lashing. She would berate you into no end. Oh yeah.
0: Fucking and that's just Carrie Fisher. <laughs> uh yeah, 100%. Car- Carrie Fisher was a silver-tongued shit talker and I miss her every day because of that.
1: Dude, same.
0: <laughs> uh
1: but yeah, dude, like and we we saw a little bit of the the sass coming through uh, from just because of like the environment that she's from and and you know like Senator Organa mm-hmm. and just being a a defiant little shitbag. <laughs> um, but now we kind of see the 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 start of the take charge mentality at the end of the season Yes.
0: Like I yeah, I absolutely love that it I love that we got to see where Leia came from. You know, she wasn't always, you know, she wasn't just a fucking princess like fucking Han Solo always fucking talk to her. She would fucking kick your ass if she fucking was given a good reason to. Like, and she'll be damned if she lets some scruffy looking nerf hurt her to fucking tell her otherwise. <laughs> Mm -hmm. You know, so I loved like, and, and the actress that played her, the little girl that played her, she did such a good job. Like, I don't know what the exact words to use are, but she definitely gave off the same energy that Carrie Fisher did playing the character. Yeah. And I absolutely loved that. Like they totally could have fucking ruined this character. Like, not the character, but, like, they totally could have ruined this show by having, you know, damn fucking kids just tagging along. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and you know, I saw a few people complaining about it when the first couple episodes came out. It's just like, oh, there was no need to do this. And it's just like, I don't know what your fucking problem is. We are literally seeing the seeds of the character that we grew up with.
1: Plus, you can't exactly base, like, you can't base much on, what, a total of 20 minutes? I mean, shit. Like, to just the first episode? Let's just see.
0: How much screen time does Leia have in A New Hope? Uh wow, she actually has a lot of fucking screen time. Oh, this is just Oh, and a this new is Hope? Just yeah, in the I, trilogy, I was talking in general. about Ken-
1: Uh I was talking about um because like, it sounded like uh a lot of people were, were pissy about uh the character's portrayal from Kenobi. Mm. Which that that's what I'm getting at where, where it's like you can't really can't really judge either way on like first episode alone like what 15 minutes ish ish yeah cuz i mean what what do we see we see we see her getting getting ready or being forced to get ready mm-hmm. uh talks to her dad berates the cousin gets kidnapped right yeah that's like 15 20 minutes like how can you like how can you really judge, like, oh yeah, they they ruined the character, fucking uh tag along kids, whatever, whatever uh based on that. I like think it's come on. I now.
0: think it's people going based off of the established trope of usually adding a kid into the mix doesn't go well. But I I don't know what the fuck
1: they're talking about then, if that is the case, because like some of the best actors that we've had over the last like what five six years
0: have been. Yeah, kids. I mean look at the fucking cast of Stranger Things, cast
1: of Stranger Things, and uh to to go along with the uh the connection with Finn Wolfhard, it <laughs> uh, the entire cast for it exactly. Uh, like nothing against uh any of the actors who played the adult versions. In chapter two, but the kids were like so the the real standouts yeah. across those two movies. Like holy oh, shit! Oh fuck yeah!
0: But yeah, like so. God, where were we? we we're talking about this episode. How do we get sidetracked here? <laughs> I don't even fucking remember. <laughs>
1: Um but yeah um the so they finished they finished really strong. Yeah.
0: So uh yeah, the the fight between Vader and Kenobi is phenomenal. Like there is I'd say that there is a very good balance of force powers and lightsaber combat. Like fucking watching Vader just fucking pile the fucking shit on top of Kenobi when he's got him down in that hole. That was fucking awesome.
1: Oh, yeah. And just like, just being able to stop it from just like slamming into him. Yeah. Uh, and creating that, that little like air
0: bubble, essentially. Essentially, yeah. You know?
1: And like, it had, had his, uh, uh, like, uh, I know I keep, like, I'll I'll reference it quite a bit, but uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, just the Come on, Spider-Man, you got it! (laughs) He had had his moment. Yeah, he did. Like, eventually, like, blew that shit apart and just railed on Vader.
0: Yeah, that was another part that I thought was cool when he fucking gave it back to him, just fucking hitting him with fucking rock after rock. (laughs)
1: Yeah, like, uh, fucking, I think one of the, one of the big things that made me kind of go, huh, huh, and made my heart skip a beat, was after he slashed open the helmet, and you see, you see Hayden in there. Yeah. And his eyes are dark. And then, as the speech is going on, and, like, Anakin's dead, uh... You know, I'm what remains. His eyes start going the the reddish yeah. yellow of the Sith. And it's just like, that was a moment that kind of made me go,
2: oh. Yeah,
0: I thought that was brilliant. Just the whole fucking, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. I did. Like, oh yeah. my god. That was just so good. And yeah. The fucking part where he slashes the helmet. I'm fucking sitting in my living room. It's like six in the morning. Fucking Hannah and the baby just went back to sleep because we had just gotten off of a ferry. Fucking they just went back to sleep. Fucking he slashes that fucking helmet. I'm out here in the living room. I'm all, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Like you can't. You can't not react like, to it. Like, oh my god, it was so good. And the fucking, the voice modulation going in and out was brilliant.
1: Oh yeah, it was so discordant. It
0: was beautiful. It w- oh my god, that final fight scene was just so good. That, and I honest, I really thought we were gonna get a fucking, uh, uh, fucking Darth Maul, fucking Sam Witwer reference with him fucking yelling at the end, just, (laughs) Obi-Wan! I really thought we were going to get a fucking Kenobi! (laughs) Because you know Sam Witwer would have had some shit to say on Twitter about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, he would have been like, they really stole my shit.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, he did already. It's just like... Yo, I see you, Kenobi. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, what what exactly happened? I got to look yeah, back on gotta... that. I got
0: to. Oh god. There's the man. God, he's I mean, obviously I know they used him as the model, but fucking all I can see when I look at him is Star Killer. Oh my God! He was in the mist.
1: <laughs> I I love his Twitter. It's like I've asked for privacy during this very trying time, and the official uh, and official Kenobi keeps tagging me. <laughs> I get it; he has a TV show, but he's not a nice guy. <laughs> he didn't quite got started it. Oh, I love this man.
0: Oh my God!
1: What was it? I I'm trying to remember exactly exactly what it was.
0: Oh, here it is. And now that Kenobi guy, first he steals my legs, now he steals my dance moves. <laughs> 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 and he's referencing the scene from uh from episode from the fourth episode where he fucking takes down those stormtroopers in that dark hallway. Oh, yeah,
1: that's right. I keep thinking about Hayden and Ewan's face when the interviewer said she had a crush on Darth Maul. <laughs> Suck it, Kenobi. In your face, Kenobi!
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.
0: And, like, two days prior, just,
2: Kenobi!
0: <laughs> but, yeah, fucking... That final duel between Vader and Obi-Wan was... It was fantastic. It was it was awesome. And, yeah, oh, that's right. We were talking about this a little bit beforehand, and then I think we got distracted. I, I sidetracked the conversation with the whole there's no stakes thing. Um, one of the things that I, I was fucking saying throughout this episode when Reva shows up at the Owens farm is, you know, it's one of those things where I'm like, I know these characters aren't gonna die, but I'm sitting here watching this scene, and I'm going, I really cannot wait to see this bitch get punked out by a couple of moisture farmers. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> because you know, Owen and Baru don't die until they get turned into skeletons. <laughs>
1: spoilers for a movie that. Came yeah, out in fucking
0: spoilers for a movie that came out in <laughs> 1977. <laughs> Owen and Baru fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> Two characters that got maybe two minutes of screen time in the original trilogy. Bro, their skeletons got a lot more screen time than the ones. Bro, I think (laughs) they might have! (laughs) They got action figures. (laughs) I don't think they're real, but I have seen a meme of that somewhere where it's literally like, it's a charred skeleton. skeleton. (laughs) Oh god. But I will say who I don't know who he is whoever they picked to play Owen did a really good job especially considering Dude. there is not a lot of source material to work with. Is it the same guy from episode 2?
1: I they brought back like the majority of the old cast if they had if they had a role, yes. Uh which that is Joel Edgerton. I will have you know and that man Why does that name that sound so good. familiar? Uh, have you seen Warriors uh, with him and uh, Tom Hardy? Uh, no, I have uh, two not. Two brothers get into MMA. Okay, how about um, Fuck It Comes at Night? It's a horror movie that I like. I rave about. I love it to pieces. Uh, I don't think I've seen that either.
0: I'm looking through. Oh I'm looking through his filmography here. I'm trying to find something that jumps out at me. Where I would recognize him, but yes,
1: he was in episode two. He did play. Oh, oh
0: and man. also in episode three for the you know wide shot that we saw of him. <laughs> that, correct, oh no, I yes. think we did get a like a close up for like two seconds. Um, but he was in he was in the thing remake. That's where I the, recognize the him from. Is the thing prequel? Uh, he was
1: in. Yeah. Uh Exodus Gods and Kings. He was in Black Mass. Uh, fucking uh oh God where is it? Zero Dark Thirty, Great Gatsby, like the The Green Knight, which is another A twenty-four film that came out recently. Like he's 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 got a yeah. lot. Like a lot of good. I shit. but I
0: rec I do recognize him from the thing. I do remember him in that. But yeah, fucking I'm, yeah, that Say what you will about Disney, their casting department knows how to fucking negotiate. Yeah, like the amount of people that uh, just Disney in general have gotten back to do roles is insane. I mean,
1: well, I mean they 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 got the moolah. Like. I mean,
0: they have the money, but also it's like getting like. Here we go, fucking talking about Spider-Man again. Fucking getting people like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield to come back to reprise their roles as Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire, honestly... who hadn't been in that role since 2006, 2006, 2007? Yeah. And Andrew Garfield, not since 2000... When did Amazing Spider-Man 2 come out? Twelve. 12? Twelve, yeah. So, yeah.
1: No, wait. I'm sorry. 2012 was first amazing spider-man. 2014 so was probably uh, the 14 was the season. Okay,
0: so yeah. He hasn't uh, that's on he me. hasn't played the character in almost 10 years and he was mercilessly fucking attacked. You
1: know, fucking But honestly with how with how interviews have gone and like how how excited both of them are to to talk about the roles and and all that, I don't think there was much of a negotiation that had to happen. Just like, hey, so we're doing come on, this come back in the Spider-Man movie. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, hey, we're, we're doing a new Spider-Man movie. We're <clears throat> thinking about like a multiverse thing. You know, do you want to come? Yes. <laughs> okay. How about you, Andrew? Huh? Andrew? <laughs> Where'd he go? He's, he's oh, he's already in costume, yeah, hanging off the ceiling. Okay, yeah, he's putting his
0: suit on already. He, I think it's a yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hold on, hold on. <laughs> just screaming <laughs> from <Yeah! laughs> the end of the hall.
1: Give me a minute. <laughs> it's a little tight around the old web shooters.
0: I do have the tingle, just not for bread. But <laughs> well, what about the names? <laughs> But yeah. Why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> You're I just His first appearance in that movie is just so good. It, it really uh, anyways, back on this fucking Star Wars. Um, yeah. yeah, just the fact that they get all of these people back to reprise these roles is incredible for me. You know, I mean, I think that especially goes for Hayden Christensen who, after all of the negative feedback about his take on Anakin Skywalker, literally stepped away from acting for a few years. Like, mm-hmm. I know he had a couple of movies after Star Wars. Uh, there was Jumper, which I personally really liked. I liked that movie.
1: I, I did, too. I really wish they would have continued on.
0: And then there was another one that he was in. I don't think it was very well received, but it was like... It was some movie about like him being awake during surgery. I think it was called Awake. Uh
1: yes. Awake was in 2007. It was two years after uh Revenge of the Sea. Yeah. But yeah. Uh Jumper was the year after that. Um let's see. American Heist. Oh, he's Canadian! 90 minutes in. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh Yeah, no, started in, started, uh, I didn't, what? His first role was, uh, or his first film role was a, uh, a bit part as a paperboy in, in the mouth of madness by James Carpenter. Oh, didn't know that fantastic fucking
0: he movie. He was also in me. the night of the living dummy part three episodes of the goosebumps show. I actually
1: don't remember part three. I remember parts one and two. I'm going to have to.
0: He was. on. Are you afraid of the dark? Yeah, he's Canadian. I guar. Yes, I understand that. Every fucking every fucking Canadian actor born after 1980. I guarantee you was on goosebumps. And are you afraid of the dark? Those were huge shows in Canada.
1: That's very fair. You make a good point.
0: And they were made there, too, so. That's
1: very fair. You make a but,
0: good point. But, um, yeah, he took a break from acting. He did a few things. He did four things in 2010. That's pretty fucking impressive. Um, he-, he took a break for about four years, from 2010 to 2014. 2010 to 2014. Yeah. And then he made a he didn't exactly make a a comeback. And yeah, he really didn't make a comeback until fucking Kenobi.
2: Ooh. He, he did
0: he, he did do some some
1: voice lines for Rise of Skywalker. That's
0: right because there there were I think there were a few voice lines that we heard from him.
1: But yeah, the the big stuff has been voice lines in that. He did uh some voice lines for Clone
0: Wars. And he will also come he back. will also be playing Anakin and Darth Vader in at least the first episode of Ahsoka.
2: Mhm. That, that well. w-
0: that's going to be interesting. Wow, that's not slated to come out for another 5 years. Wait, what? 2027? <laughs> so, what are what are we talking about? Are we t- are we still talking about Ahsoka? Because that's supposed to come out next year. I, I'm looking at it here on IMDb. Ahsoka TV miniseries in progress of filming 2027.
1: That's weird because everywhere else I'm seeing is Ahsoka scheduled to be released in 2023.
0: Interesting. I was looking for the Star Wars character. What'd you find? Some fucking other person, a real person named Ahsoka, or something to do with... I don't know. Okay. Um, Let's see. <coughs> yeah. a series... Yeah, here I'm seeing 2023. Well, then again, that's why you can't always call IMDb accurate. Mm. Anyways. I don't call it IMDb accurate. Yeah. Um, anyways, fucking seeing these characters come back, seeing people reprise roles that they haven't played in over 10 years, it's fucking awesome to see. I love it. Um yeah. You know, and... The fact that Hayden Christensen actually got to spend a significant amount of time in the Vader suit makes me so happy for him.
1: Yeah, to my understanding, he did all of the uh, the physical appearance for for yeah. Vader throughout filming.
0: You know, and I thought, yeah, yeah. I'm
1: well, I'm pretty jealous. Well, I about know that.
0: he was in the suit in Revenge of the Sith. Fun fact, he had to wear wear platform shoes to be tall enough to have the character look correct.
1: Can't say I'm surprised, because Vader's...
0: Yeah, isn't Vader supposed to be, like,
1: seven feet tall? uh, Something like that. Fucking... The man's meant to be an intimidating presence. I mean,
0: yeah, no shit. Let's see. Oh, no, Darth Vader is only 6'2". But... He, wait, he's my height. Yeah. But Hayden Christensen oh, wow. is Hayden Christensen is six foot even. So he
1: also oh, not so that he, much.
0: Well, when they originally did it, he he came up a couple inches short, so he had to wear two inch platforms in order to fit in the suit. Or, no, they had to make him a custom suit that had two-inch platforms on the boots so that way he would actually be tall enough to look the part. I remember, I watched a bunch of behind-the-scenes shit for Revenge of the Sith way back in the day.
1: Can't say I'm surprised. Well, I
0: mean, yeah, fucking every fucking Star Wars toy you bought back then came with a fucking DVD. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm not complaining much. about that. I wish there was more of that, man.
1: <laughs> so can we talk about uh, two surprise cameos, or at least surprise for me? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ian McDermott coming back as Emperor Dude. Palpatine. And, and, like, in only a few lines, sending Vader through the ring. Yeah. Uh, and the other one being... Leon fucking, fucking Neeson as Qui Gon Jinn's force. Dude, scout. I
0: lost my shit. I jumped off of my couch and started accidentally kicking shit in my living room, and I was like, <laughs> "No fucking way! No fucking way!"
1: <laughs> so just 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 to clear some some stuff up, or just to like make this note, I watched the last episode like maybe an hour before or I finished it like an hour before actually like recording this. <laughs> and like like I'm I'm way far behind, but like I yeah, no, I I I like I screamed. I was so yeah. happy.
0: Well because I mean fuck we've been hinting he, this ability of him being able to talk to Qui Gon has been hinted at since the end of episode three. You know, Yoda was all, I'm going to teach you to communicate, you know, to commune with your old master. And he's, you know, so it's like, we've been getting teased with it for fucking years. And they literally <laughs> teased us with it through the whole series, but we got it in those last few seconds.
1: Yeah, what's it? I, uh, you said episode three, and I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure that was like in the recap. I was talking about like Revenge of the Sith. Episode one. <laughs> yeah, I, I gathered, I gathered that. Uh, but yeah, it's just like, yeah, no, like they, they threw that scene out there in the recap. So like they, they've been fucking around with us like the entire series.
0: Honestly, I have no idea how they managed to keep that so well under wraps.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know, but I'm so glad that, you know,
0: like the whole thing with like, you know, God, now that the movie has been out for a while, we can actually, well, I mean, the fact that we've seen it, we can actually talk about it. Like, you know, the whole thing back to fucking Spider-Man again, you know, with Tobey <laughs> Maguire and Andrew Garfield showing up in, in no way home. It was literally called the worst kept secret in Hollywood.
1: Oh, straight you know, up.
0: Like, I mean, for fuck's sake in the, in the first, uh, not the first trailer, but like, well, no, cause there was a teaser. Then there was a trailer in the first, like, trailer that we got for no way home we see the lizard get hit by an invisible force
1: yep and then they immediately took those promos. yeah they immediately
0: here. removed every fucking saw so- every fucking trace of those promos and cut that out
1: <laughs> dude it was so beautiful because i remember i remember seeing the trailer and going wait what was that because like Cause like it was like three frames of a ki- of like the lizard getting it's hit. it's
0: on screen long uh, enough that you notice it,
1: yeah. And I'm just like, the fuck was that? And then just like I see I I just, mostly I see uh one person constantly being retweeted, um where it's got like I I guess it was a the Brazilian ad or or some along those lines that um that was, like, an extended version of that scene. Like, it showed the entirety of that that mm-hmm. clip. And, yeah, you see the lizard going flying, and just one dude's like, Hey, what's yeah. that? And then just, like, they lose their collective yeah. shit. Like,
0: <laughs> it's just all. all it takes is one slip-up. That's all it takes. And I mean, you know, there were there were other things that made it pretty obvious, like the fact that Toby was spotted on set. Mm -hmm. You know, there were things like that. And Andrew Garfield just being the worst fucking liar on the planet. Uh, I I commend him for. trying. I commend though. him for trying, but the sad th- th- I kind of feel bad for him because when it comes to this, because when it comes to talking about Spider-Man now, nobody's gonna believe a word that comes out of his fucking mouth anymore.
1: <laughs> so we just gotta ask: Are you Spider-Man? No. What? No. As he's putting the mask oh. on. It's <laughs> <Just> like what? <laughs> 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 It's it's basically that same reaction from like we don't have a chimney. What?
0: <laughs> what is that from? I can't remember it right now.
1: <laughs> that that's from that's from uh Amazing Spider-Man. It was either one or that's two. That's right. <laughs> but like but like he's covered in soot. He's like, "What the hell happened to you?" I was cleaning the chimney. We don't have a chimney.
0: What? what? That's right. <laughs> Oh my god! But yeah, like that was like they kept that cameo so well under wraps because like I didn't get to watch the finale for a couple of days after it came out. So you know I'm seeing all this news on fucking Twitter of like, oh yeah, there's a big cameo. You know,
1: Uh, uncredited as far as I can
0: see. Oh, okay. So like, which kind of surprised. It might have been by choice. You know, um, but, uh, yeah, I kept seeing all this stuff like, oh yeah, there's a huge cameo, you know, in the finale of Kenobi. And I'm just like, well, fuck, there's so many people that it could be. And it's like, first of all, emperor furthest thing from my mind, because as far as I'm concerned, yes, it was surprising when I saw him, but if I heard that he made an appearance, it wouldn't have surprised me that much.
1: No, because the like those two are directly intertwined throughout the in the entirety of Darth Vader's Exactly.
0: Life. So like it wouldn't have surprised me that much to hear about that. <laughs> but you know, so I'm sitting here going, I'm like, fuck, who could it be? Like, could it be Cal Kestis? Could it be fucking Could it be fucking Disney giving like really giving into the fan service and oh shit, Mace Windu's still alive, like <laughs> you know, like, because, I mean, fuck, just there is here. a very large portion of the Star Wars fandom that is dead set on the fact that Mace Windu is still alive out there somewhere.
1: Dude, after seeing, after seeing Maul come back with fucking robot legs for a little bit, like, and the fact that Windu only got his hand cut off, like, the... There's some pretty solid arguments. I mean, let's because, just ignore, like, the, let's just ignore, ignore the 120
0: volts everything. coursing through his body as he got sent out of a fucking 300-story window. But yeah! <laughs> but then again, then hey again, some I'm also have sitting been here works. going, Darth Maul survived on
1: garbage! Yes. And look at where that got
0: him. Killed in the desert. What's your point? <laughs> <laughs> So Mace Windu comes back and gets killed in the <laughs> desert. It's
2: the only
1: logical conclusion. <laughs> Just all you hear is. <laughs> psh- Motherfucker! <laughs>
0: Motherfucker. <laughs> you knew exactly where I was going. Oh, man. But yeah, man. This fucking. So yeah, obviously, this show had some glaring fucking issues. But it didn't stop me from enjoying it. I thoroughly enjoyed it through and through. Um I would I, I'm not sure if I want to see a season two of this. I really don't think we need it. Where would they go anyway? That's my whole thing, is it's like well, how else do you get Obi-Wan off of Tatooine again without, you know, something happening to Leia or something like that? You know what I mean?
1: And it's, yeah, I don't I don't think there can be a season two. Like, not if really. If there is a
0: if there if they do a season two, I can guarantee you there's gonna be no Vader. Like, they made yeah, it very clear. Because he doesn't come back at yeah, that point. They made it very clear that this duel that we saw in this in this sixth part of this series. Is the last time they see each other until a new hope. Even going oh, so far what? as to even going so far as to having Obi Wan only call him Darth.
1: That's what I was going to bring up. Like I <laughs> You're only a master of <laughs> evil, Darth. A...
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, like the uh, I I actually re- am kind of happy about that line. Because, like, as odd as it is, uh, like, of course, you know, looking at it from, from like, the timeline in which it came out, of course they weren't expecting it to take off the way it did. Uh, so, you know, a silly little line like that, uh, well, silly now, didn't, like, didn't really fuck with anything. Then we got the prequels, and then we have the established lore and and everything to where we are now. So it's like, and always looking back is just kind of it. It just kind of makes you chuckle yeah. a little bit. But now that recontextualizes the end of Kenobi recontextualizes that line in A New Hope because now it's we fully see like uh. Uh, you knew my father. Yeah, he died. It's like, it's like no, that that was a full commitment. Like then the person that or my friend, that my friend is truly yeah. dead. And then, you know what, Vader. Yeah, goodbye, Darth. Yeah, it's like it 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 because it's Darth is a title, right? So. Like, why not just put put a little bit of venom on that title? So yeah, it 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 recontextualizes the uh, the original line in A New Hope. Yeah, I and I kind of yeah, dig that. no,
0: I absolutely love that, especially because for years people have you know said that that line is a is a plot hole, you know, and it's like I don't think. I really don't think that's the case here. But whatever, what do I know? <laughs> I've only in- well, I've only watched also, these like, movies for the majority of my life.
1: Yeah. But I I kind of feel like the the people who are pointing out, "Oh, it's a plot hole, it's a plot hole," uh are also kind of uh forgetting that the only two Sith at that point are Darth Vader and like yes he is his one of his titles is darth sidious but he uh, right?
0: he never went by that in
1: no he it was always emperor palpatine
0: yeah. or not even emperor so, palpatine in the orig- i don't even think he was ever referenced as emperor palpatine in the original trilogy he was only ever referenced as the emperor
1: yes the emperor so we have we have two sith we have the emperor and the only title of Darth known to anyone in the current known universe. Yeah. Because as soon as the Emperor rose to power, Darth Sidious was no longer used. Yeah. Was no longer relevant. So thinking of it that way as well, it 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 just brings it back around from Oh, that, that silly line, that that little plot hole, oh they didn't know what they were doing. It's just like well, any any kind of any kind of discussion like this could, you know, recontextualize yeah. stuff, but now like
0: But no, he refers to him as that they, because they did it. Obi Wan refuses to reference him by name.
1: Uh by which name? Vader?
0: any name he's no longer Anakin Skywalker and to him he doesn't see Darth Vader he just sees Darth
1: yeah he just sees
0: the the title of the exactly you know and uh, yeah I just there were so many things oh and we're gonna wrap up here in a little bit but let's not forget they he said the thing he said the thing. Hello, yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure everyone who has watched this, that, that final episode said the same thing when he fucking, when he said, you know, when he says that, ah, he
2: said the thing.
0: <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless you're a shitlord
1: like me and just kind of like back into a corner going, General <laughs> Kenobi uh, it's like I, I, I love General Grievous, but like I, I can't not like poke
0: just a little bit of fun. God, that. I need to watch the Clone Wars because like the main reason I need to watch the Clone Wars is just to see more of Grievous because he was so severely underused in Revenge of the Sith. He was such a badass right. character.
1: Yeah, I feel like he could have been an antagonist through, like, through the majority, if not a whole trilogy on its own.
0: I mean, shit, like, they could have done with him what they did with Darth Maul. He could have stayed alive years after the fucking Clone Wars.
1: Yeah, he could have come back years later with robot legs, too. It would have been rad.
0: Like, I don't... I'm gonna completely ignore no that. Acknowledgment, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was because waiting can, for it. You well, shit. I mean, you just want it like you were trying to bait me into an um actually, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I will neither I will
1: neither refute
0: or... confirm nor deny. Uh, yeah, confirm nor deny. Oh god, I can't talk. Um but yeah, like Obviously, they, I mean, they did kind of give him a definitive death in Revenge of the Sith, you know. It wasn't like Darth Maul where, I mean, at least people who had, you know, looked into the expanded universe, or legends as it's known now. Fucking, you know, people who, you know, knew about the expanded universe knew that you could survive getting bisected by a fucking lightsaber. Mm. You know, so having him come back, having Darth Maul come back wasn't the most unlikely thing. But, you know, with Grievous, it was a little bit more definitive. You know, he was a cyborg and his organic, the organic part of him was what was keeping him alive. So if they had brought him back, he would, he would have been completely, you know, mechanical and a droid and he really wouldn't have been grievous anymore. You know what I mean?
1: I think they still could have put the uh, the brain into
0: something and, and reconfigured it. Uh, but I mean, the fucking. Um, the, but I mean, I feel like even his brain was probably roasted with eleven herbs and spices by that blaster, though. <laughs> Yeah, right. God damn it I want to just say these things and move on But you keep fucking laughing at them <laughs> It's so hard for me to keep a straight face When I say shit like that When you fucking chuckle <laughs> Well isn't that the point of what you're going for When you say shit I mean, like kind that I of, but like... I also want you to just like Okay I accept that moving on <laughs> You won't accept the robot legs. (laughs) my legs. Fuck you. (laughs) Kenobi. (laughs)
1: My dance moves. (laughs) Oh Uh. my
0: God. But yeah, fucking if you haven't watched it by the time you're fucking listening to this, sorry that you got the whole fucking thing spoiled for you. But I would definitely say Obi-Wan Kenobi is definitely worth fucking watching. Go fucking watch it. Fucking, if you have a Disney Plus subscription, fucking borrow your friend's Disney Plus. Shit, I don't fucking care. Fucking pirate it. I don't care. I'm really glad I censored myself on what I was about to say.
1: Uh, for legal reasons, we do not condone piracy. Well, well, what I was
0: about to say was, it's always ethical to pirate from Disney. <laughs> Oofa. <laughs> oh, fucking! But for legal reasons, yeah, for legal, that's legal reasons, that is a joke. Let me let me put that out there. Everything that I have said in the last minute, I'll I'll just fucking yeah, round it out. Um, fucking for all intents and purposes, that was a joke. Uh, but yeah, it's a good fucking series. Has some flaws, but that does not make it any less enjoyable in the slightest. Um, but yeah. So now's the time of the show where we fuck. Before I move on to that, do you have any final thoughts?
1: Actually, yes. Uh, not necessarily about Kenobi, but my final thoughts on Kenobi. Um, uh, I it has like you said, it has its flaws. There's some stuff that I'm a little confused with. Some stuff I don't necessarily agree with. Um, but overall, I enjoyed the ride. I don't see how they're going to be able to make a sequel, but I do want to pose this Mm. question. Now that uh, television series or streaming series uh, for Star Wars have, uh, well, Disney in general, have done so well, instead of getting a trilogy for a movie, put a budget towards a season of a television show what would you want to see? Because I am still firmly in the camp of, I would love to see uh, a revised interpretation or just someone's unique interpretation of the story of Darth Revan. Whether that be his whole life, a portion of it turning to
0: the Sith. Or just adapting Knights of the Old Republic in general.
1: Uh, Essentially, like, Looking at like Darth Bane, you, there there's so many Sith, uh, or so many characters in general that could be adapted and do well, or just a completely different, like original series, new character, like how Cal was in uh
0: Jedi Fallen. So, Order. like I I would personally love to see the Revan so personally sort of, like um kind of piggybacking off of what you said. This isn't my full answer. But Uh I definitely would like to see more from... I I just would like to see more things that predate the Skywalker saga, period. You know, it's Mm. like, I get it. There's all of these, you know, they're trying... I don't know if they have made up their mind on, you know, staying away from the Skywalker story because there's already so much there. But I... Obviously, I am still a fan of the content that we're getting, but I am tired of only seeing two time periods: the Clone Wars and the Galactic Civil War. I, I you know, it, it's been done to death. I would like to see. I would mm-hmm. like to see more like pre-Clone Wars stuff, you know, old Republic, Sith Wars type stuff. But from what I personally want to see from a streaming service. I would love to see Kyle Katarn get brought back into canon. He is, hands down, one of my favorite Star Wars characters of all fucking time. Like, fucking, you've got Dark Forces, Dark Forces 2, Jedi Outcast, and Jedi Academy, all of which are phenomenal appearances from the character, and it is a shame that he is no longer considered canon. Yeah, agreed. But yeah. Anything involving Kyle Katarn, I would absolutely love to fucking see. Honestly, and if we do want to keep playing around with fucking Skywalker Saga, fine. Let me see the Jedi Academy. Let me fucking see the Jedi Academy. Obviously, it's all gonna fucking end in ruin. Thanks, Disney. Like... (laughs) Unfortunately, it all fucking ends in ruin, but still, I would still love to see more stuff from the Jedi Academy fleshed out. You know, then again, I could probably also look to comic books towards that. I know fucking Marvel is publishing Star Wars comics now. That's a weird fucking sentence to say. I mean, it's <laughs> like Disney owns both of them, but it's like, I don't think that makes it okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it feels a little odd but I'm interested yeah, to see it where Yeah, it feels
0: weird to say that Star Wars comics are made by Marvel Comics, which are both owned by Disney. <laughs> mm. Um, you know, I really haven't looked into the comics too much. Star Wars really isn't something I've ever looked to looked towards for reading material exactly. I might do that though. I might actually fucking go read some of the old books from the extended universe, uh the Legends universe. Um, I literally cannot say that without making a dumb voice. <laughs> um uh, I, I remember when
1: the acquisition was first done and like everything was was pulled apart.
0: It was yeah, I, just, I was I, I was feel like off, it, so.
1: I, I know this you. is supposed
0: to be our closing remarks, but I feel like the sequel trilogy would have benefited from them not doing that.
1: Like, well, I mean, when it comes to when it especially now, now that it's like, you know, uh, movies and and TV shows being a a big thing, there's so much to pull from that could have just been an adaption instead of a reintroduction.
0: Exactly. Like the character of Ben Solo. That's not an original idea that comes from the original expanded universe. And there and yes, there is a period of time where he fucking dabbles with the dark side. -hmm. But there's none of this. But it's not like. But there's none of this like rehashing of a new hope. Full disclosure: I love the Force Awakens, but I am, but I am a big enough person to acknowledge the fact that it is essentially a shot-for-shot remake of a new hope.
1: It it was very safe in. Yeah, it was
0: very safe in that regard. My opinion on the sequel trilogy is the same as it's always been since Rise of Skywalker came out. Rise of Skywalker is probably the strongest movie out of the sequel trilogy. And I will will die on that fucking hill. Like, Last Jedi has its glaring issues, has some really fucking cool moments to it. We were just talking about it before the podcast. You know, I love that The Force Awakens reawakened my love for Star Wars. You know, because for a few years there after the Disney acquisition, there's fucking nothing going on. There was Battlefront, but that was a multiplayer only fucking first person shooter.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and that was all we got. That's one of the things that. It, we'll get into this another time. Maybe we'll talk about this next week. The fucking. Just the travesty about the fact that LucasArts isn't around anymore. Well, or they revive. I remember hearing something that Disney revived LucasArts or something like that. I don't fucking know. We'll talk about it another time. But just all in all, I want to see stuff outside of the Skywalker universe. I, 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 like, granted, yes, all of these stories, they don't directly have the Skywalkers involved with them. But it still takes place during that same time period the mandalorian book of boba fett fucking kenobi uh the, the bad, bad batch. batch like all of these events take place within the same with you know within the confines of the time period that these 9 movies have given us and like i'm like we need to move on We need to go past the Skywalker saga, or we need to look at things before it. Is that going to stop me from watching new Star Wars content? Fucking no. Like, you bet your sweet fucking bippy I'm going to binge the entirety of The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett before the third season of The Mandalorian comes out. And then I'm going to wait two more years to watch the third season of The Mandalorian.
1: And in the meantime, there's also a well, possibly in the meantime, there's also a Yeah.
0: So it's like obviously I'm not gonna stop watching Star Wars stuff if they keep doing things that take place during the Skywalker saga. I just I would eventually like to see him move away from that kind of stuff. Uh but yeah, fucking that that's all I got, Fish. Do you have any final final remarks?
1: Uh, I would love to see a series personally on the rise of Darth Bane and the introduction of the Rule of Two because that's a big thing. Like, Sith Sith stories don't really get told all that much, or if they do, it's, like, in the context of... History is written by the winner. Watching the hero. Uh, Yeah, so I would personally love to see... Like, a a true Sith story, that is the main focus. They are the main characters. They are the protagonists of their story. Mm -hmm. As well as seeing a huge moment in
0: that history. Because the rule of two was huge. Oh, well, it looks like we're kind of getting our wish in a way. Both of us. There is a TV series, there is a series that is in production, not in production right now, but uh, I believe it's in pre-production, called The Acolyte, which that is a term I have almost always heard used in the context of the Sith. And it is being set in a... 132 BBY. So long before the Clone Wars. Um. So, 132
1: BBY. That's during the High Republic.
0: Yeah. So, what I've got. So, all that there really is about it is, uh, Leslie Headland, Emmy-nominated creator of the mind-bending series *Russian Doll* is a boldly innovative filmmaker bringing her new Star Wars series to Disney+. Plus. The Acolyte is a mystery thriller that will take us into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. Ooh. So we're we're both kind of getting our wish here. Like, you're getting, you know, we're getting something that has to do with the Sith, and it's taking place... Bef- long before the Skywalker saga, so, all right, we'll have to see where that goes.
1: Okay, yeah, I'm excited for that. Um,
0: but other than that, I don't have anything else. Do you fish?
1: Uh, no, that's well, pretty all much right.
0: It. If you want to see me and Fish outside of just this podcast here, you can find him on Twitch.tv/slash Fishkidmal. Mal, fuck. <laughs> Mal. Mal. You had it right Fish the first kid time. Mal. Uh, you can Shit also bag. find him weekly at doing a and d stream with a group of friends. That is called Stream 4 Initiative. You can find them at twitch.tv slash stream, the number four initiative. Uh, you can also find them on Twitter at, uh, I believe the handle is the at the four, four initiative, initiative, also with the number four. Yes. And me, uh, fucking. I'm Comma. You can sometimes find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash comma Crazy Game Time or right here on this YouTube channel that you are listening to this podcast on. Uh, keep up to date with me on Twitter at comma Crazy GET. And yeah, uh, so this has been the Derailed Podcast. Uh, this concludes our discussion on Kenobi. Uh, it was a good series and. Yeah, fucking thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week. You remembered your Twitter handle, I'm so proud.